Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we've already started our Thanksgiving. Lord God, we declare you are mm, mm, good. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for us. And as we approach the uh, preaching moment, Lord God, we look to you for open heaven. We look to you for open hearts and open minds. Lord God, teach us and reach us. Lord God, we pray that something supernatural will happen today. Oh God, we're excited, we're thrilled at what you're about to do. And we pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And thank you, Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, um, uh, Pastor Steve, bless the Lord. Um, I, uh, let me start out by thanking God for Pastor Steve. Glory to God. Oh, God. Um, Dr. E.K. Bailey of Dallas, Texas said, the world is not lacking great pulpits. It is lacking great pastors. And the world would be better if we had more pastors like Pastor Steve. Bless the Lord. The world would be better. And, uh, and we need to, we need to, uh, celebrate him and thank God for him uh, and what he is uh, in the earth. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Um, uh, my, my wife um, tries to say things to me when I look her in the eye and say, oh baby. But uh, in this Thanksgiving week, I'm uh, so thankful to God um, I'm not worthy, but I'm grateful for God giving her to me. Um, Y'all see uh, Sunday Mike, but she sees Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday Mike. And bless the Lord, she has not put me out on the porch. Thank you, Jesus. She keeps loving me. And uh, a word from that old prophet Mary Poppins. My baby is super califragilistic, expialidocious. And uh, we thank God for her. Now, um, as it relates to today's message, um, I'm going to give you just a second to, if you know any billionaires or millionaires, text them and tell them to go onto Encounter's website they need to hear this message, billionaires and millionaires. If you also know someone who is about an inch from bankruptcy and their bank account is in the negative and their bills have changed from white to yellow to hot pink. Some of y'all remember. <laughs> the bill used to come in a white envelope and then it had a yellow stripe across it and then it had a hot pink. And when that bill turns hot pink, that's all bad. 
Well, if you know anybody like that, this message today is also for them. Uh, and, 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 and you need, to, well, let's, let's get into it. Um, Matthew, the sixth chapter in the first verse. Uh, and it's on the back of your outlines. And uh, it says, watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets, to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your father, underline that, your father, who sees everything will reward you. Now, our topic today is giving. You might want to write on your outline, rich people. Rich people. Rich people. I was, uh, it was after a meeting that I had attended with a uh, colleague of mine, Dr. Martin Waldron. And this had to be like 1994. And in that meeting, there were several representatives of billionaires. And after our meetings, we would always debrief. Uh, Brother Martin and I, we'd debrief. And, uh, and, and Dr. Waldron said, Michael, you were awful quiet in the meeting. I said, well, I was, I was in there with billionaires and and, and, and folk who were representing billionaires and millionaires, I, I didn't think I had anything to say in a meeting of folk like that. And he told me something I've never forgotten that some of you need to hear today. He said, Michael, if you didn't belong in that meeting, they would have never let you in. Now, I want to speak something to you today. Some of you do not realize how rich you are right here, right now, today. And I need that to sink into your spirit, especially as it relates to giving, because some of us really don't believe we have anything to give. And so, on, on your outlines, the fir first thing I, wa I want you to know is that you have giveable resources. You have giveable resources. Now, some of them, bless God, are financial. And bless God, some of you have a, a, a spiritual gift for giving. But even I, I, I learned something because in, in that meeting, um, after it, it, as the meeting went on, um, um, I, I was asking why were these folk giving? They gave $29 million. People in that meeting had given $29 million to the school district. 
And I say, well, why are they giving? Why are they giving? Are they, they so nice? And, and one of my financial mentors said, no, no, Michael. They are choosing where they want to give. Uh, one of them had a hundred, 300 plus million dollar foundation and he would put his money in there to channel it. And it wasn't because he was a Christian. It was because he was choosing whether to give it to what he wanted to give it to or give it in taxes. And he knew if he gave it to where he wanted to give it, it was deductible. And so bless God, if, if you are a heathen and want a deduction, bless the Lord. But that's not going to get you the wealth we're talking about today. So some of you have financial resources. Some of you are physical. Some of you don't have a dollar, but you have big old thigh muscles and big old arm muscles. And you can lift stuff up and pick stuff up and do all of that. And you are physically rich. Some of you are mentally rich. Some of you have the keys to someone's freedom in your mind, and you have the combination to the lock. You can, bless God, when I was in the school district, uh, um, over 40 years, I only ran into seven people that I just couldn't get through to. Everybody can learn if you know how to teach. And some of you have that gift. You can, you, bless God, but I'm, I'm, Reverend Franklin's over there. He, he, if you have any singing in you, he can bring it out. And some of you, you can, you can teach somebody, you can say the words, you have unique mental gifts that are a treasure to someone who might be locked in a mental jail. And then some of you, bless God, are looking over at, at Mama Linda, some of you can pray and the world changes. Some of you, you bless God, you don't do your praying at church on Sunday morning. You're up before the rooster and you are praying and you have a list of things. Some of you have books of lists that you've checked off. Done, 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 done. Because you have a spiritual gift of prayer. Some of you, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Brother Scott over there. Brother Scott can open up the word and some of you would benefit by being in his class to receive what he's giving. And so whatever those are, those are all giveable resources and there are also several what I call giveable modes. Uh, time. If you, well, some of you have discovered what some folk charge an hour. Some of you discovered. Uh, and so your time is worth a whole, whole, sometimes a whole lot more than your money. And we're going to get into that more deeper in a minute. Some of you have talent. Some of you get paid to dance some of you get paid to sing some of you get paid to teach some of you get paid and 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 your talent is a giveable resources and also your treasure those things that have value to you so i wanted to knock those walls off a of given because some of you thought because you were broke you had nothing to give and now into our outline belonging now i'm i'm praying to god that this will be transformational uh, belonging as it relates to giving who as it relates to giving who is your daddy where 
Where is your giving DNA? Is it God? Is it the world? Is it the flesh or is it the devil? And all of you are giving to something, but who your daddy is will determine how you give. Now, and if you wanna know who that is, who are you looking for applause from? Some of us, we don't wanna lose weight to get healthy, we want to lose weight so that somebody who's only visual will think we're fine. And you want to give some good looks so that you can get something. Well, your daddy is your flesh. And if you're only giving for that reason, once you have captured your objective, then um, the Coke bottle will turn into more of a Quaker Oats box. because your daddy is the flesh. Some of us, it's the world. We will practice, we will we, we'll give our time, we'll give all of that, because we want the world's applause and we will make a big show of what we give because we want awards and we want them applauding for us. And for some, some of us, but. Uh, uh, Thank you, Jesus. It's, it's, we have discovered that we really wanted to be considered the most crooked one on earth. Some of us, when we were in the world, you wanted to be the, the best pimp. You wanted to be the best liar. You wanted to be the best trickster, just like your daddy, the devil. And you didn't even realize what you were giving for and how you were giving was a reflection of your giving DNA. Your daddy. Who's your daddy? Jesus said, of, of, of one group, he said, you are of your father, the devil, and his works you will do. If God is our father, then we belong to the family of God. Now, it's there on your outlines, and, and, and let this get deep in you. This, this, this was a deep revelation for me. It's not about our do is about our who. Do versus who point of view. Godly, correct, powerful, transforming giving is not about what we do to influence and impress people. Bless God, I was, I was teaching at Elmhurst Middle School in East Oakland, and one of my little darling sweethearts, she, 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 we used to have um, question day at least twice a month. And she passed me a note and said, Mr. Moe, I have a boyfriend who's four or five years older than me. And he's giving me tennis shoes and sweatsuits. Should I let him give me that? I said, baby girl, not only should you not let him give you tennis shoes and sweatsuits, don't let that booger buy you a cheeseburger. Because he is giving to you because he wants something else later. And so when we are giving godly, correct, powerful, transforming giving, it is about who? It is about who our God is, who our spiritual father is, and also our relationship to him. 
And so, as we give, we need to know who we belong to, who we are, and what family we are a part of. Belonging. And then number two, building. Now, bless God, and this is, some of us are, are wondering, well, should I do this, should I do that, should I do this? Let me answer that question for you today for, for, and for the rest of time. We, uh, thank you, Jesus. God, our Father, is in the construction business. When they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As we give, we should be asking, is this going to help build the kingdom of God? In earth, as we meet other people's needs one by one, we are building the kingdom of God. And sometimes that giving is not just to Christian folk. Bless God. Some of you are already receiving the blessings by paying for the groceries of the person who was behind you in the line as the Spirit gave you utterance. And, got, and you wondered why your pantry has not been empty since. Some of you, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, it told you, do this. And it made somebody healthy. It made somebody smarter. And, and, and amazingly, suddenly, you, thank you, Jesus, you forgot where you were hurting. You, suddenly, you weren't as depressed. Because there's, there's a biblical principle. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Giving puts our gifts in place to edify or build up one another brick by brick. Some of us have had the experience of trying to put something together and we got finished and it was a couple of screws left out. And you had all the rest in there, but that thing never was strong, couldn't quite sit on it, couldn't quite use it because it was missing that one ingredient. Some of you are that one ingredient in some folks life and that one little bit that you gave made all the difference in the world. Let me tell you something some of you already know. Every Sunday morning when we come together, somebody in the room statistically has considered suicide in the last week. There's some people in here today who may not, they must not have been close to me, but who may not have gotten a hug in all of 2021. And they were considering after church today going to do harm to themselves. And do, thank you, Jesus. Do you know what's going to stop them? Some of you today are going to give them a hug that'll squeeze the toothpaste out of them. You're going to give them a smile. And you're going to tell them, baby, it's going to be all right. And you're going to tell them, you know, your mind, your face just coming, kept coming across my mind last week. And Sister Steph, I prayed for you. And they're going to say, well, guess I can't kill myself today. Because I said, if nobody hugs me, if nobody smiles, then it's over and it's done. And some of us have said, God, if you don't send some groceries... And you thought you was just giving groceries. God was using you to build up the kingdom of God brick by brick. Giving implements God's blueprint for building self, for building family, 
for building church, work, and society. Now, I want to take a little time there because some of us, because we were trying to impress the world, we gave to everybody else but ourselves. And some of you, if you saw somebody else naked, you would buy them clothes instantly. But you won't buy yourself some new shoes. Some of you will pray for everybody else. But when's the last time you prayed one of the most earnest prayers you can ever pray? Help me, Jesus. And so, I want to write you a prescription this week under the unction of the Holy Ghost. I need you to spend, you can write this down, two hours and 24 minutes one day this week. This is going to totally change your Thanksgiving week. You're going you're gonna to go back to this week and it's going to change everything. Two hours and 24 minutes. Why? Because that's a tenth of a day. I want you to spend two hours and 24 mi minutes this week on any day of your choice giving something to yourself. Now, that might be your hair. That might be a facial. That might be a pedicure and a manicure, also known as a mani-pedi. That might be you just sitting in the tub and soaking like a tea bag. Some of y'all have a jacuzzi tub and won't even sit in it. Light yourself a candle, put on some incense, and put on some ooh baby music. And do yourself good. Reduce your stress. Get you a massage from a professional. And, and give something to yourself for two hours and 24 minutes. And then when you get finished with that, your family... Do you know there are some of your family members that still like you? And just because your brother is grown now, just because your sister is grown now, and, and y'all used to be in bunk, bless Pastor Steve, I grew up, I, I had me and, my little, me and my brother slept in the bottom bunk bed, and my older brother slept in the top bunk bed. And so we couldn't help but talk because we was, we was stacked stacked like dominoes and we would talk and we used to love to talk we fight and talk and talk and fight well I want some of you to spend two hours and 24 minutes calling that family member and just listening not quizzing them how you doing they, are you still drunk no <laughs> call them and have a conversation with them and, and let them hear your voice and you hear their voice as a gift to them. And then, bless God, at, uh, 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 at church, bless God, thank you, Jesus, the custodian should not be the only one who picks up around encounter. Some of y'all know how to get stuff clean. Some of you have some stuff in your car right now. Bless God, is Sandy here this morning? That did Sandy. Bless God, Sandy, my angel. I, my, my, I got in my car and my seat wouldn't work. And my car won't move if my seat won't work. And, and Sandy said, I can fix that. I said, you can? She has some stuff in her car and she got to fix it on it and got to fix it on that. And then she said, come on by my house. I'll fix it better than that. Drove by her house and she got that thing out and she fixed that. And bless God, Pastor Mike was, could drive his car. Bless the Lord. Because she gave. 
Now, I'm going to tell you another secret you had never thought about. What does God want you to give? What you have. Find somewhere to bless somebody with what's good about you. Two hours and 24 minutes, church, and then at work. Some of you, bless God and set us free, Lord. Some of you have not been promoted on your job because you had a gift of late. I want some of you to add up this week getting getting to work at least and it can be all in one day or it can be spread over several days two hours and 24 minutes of early now somebody at work is going to think you loaded say they, they must not have even went home went to sleep last night they, they never come early but then as you give that something's going to happen at your job start doing that extra two hours and 24 minutes this week and what's going to happen is God is going to take that and multiply it and also in the world. There's, now, mm, thank you, Lord. You don't have the solution to everything, but you have the solution to something. So start giving what you have in order to build the kingdom of God in earth and what's going to happen is things are going to start getting better. Now, you're going to have a crowd problem because suddenly people are going to be attracted to you. Why? Because when they're around you, something gets better. I, bless God. I've had times in my life, Pastor Steve, I get to work, I put one foot out the car and couldn't get out my car for 20 minutes. Focus up in the car. Mr. Mo, Mr. Mo, Mr. Mo, Mr. Mo. And I was, I was sitting in front of me, I said, what, what y'all want? They said, you might be the only smile I get today. Do you know some folk just want an encouraging word? Some folk want a hug. Some folk want folk to tell them something's going to be all right. And you have that. Some of y'all had the best hugs in California, but won't hug nobody. Won't, won't squeeze a lemon. Give what you have. And this week, do it for two hours and 24 minutes, at least in those areas, to yourself, to your family, to your church, to work, and to society. And do you know what's going to happen? That is going to start coming back to you multiplied. Belonging, building, and then the book. Now, bless God. You have your outline there? The book, the book, the book. What story are we writing every day with what we give? Now, each of us, whether you realize it or not, you have what they call in Marvel Comics and in other comic books, an origin story. Where you came from and what you've been through. You need to know God is not going to waste any of that. What are you talking about, Pastor Mike? Some of you wondered why you went to jail. I want to submit to show some other folk how to get out. Some of you wondered, why, God, did I have to go through that deep depression? Why did I have to go through that divorce? Why did I have to go through that drunkenness? Why did I have to go through that addiction? God sent you through that school in order for you to show somebody else the way out of that dark cave. And so, as you remember your origin story, and then start writing the rest of your book. It's going to totally tra transform your life. Because you may not be able to change what happened to you in the past. But you can write a different future. Yeah. 
Let me tell you all the secret. Um, Pastor Mike was in preacher school. And I was, Pastor Steve wasn't going to never go back. Came home one summer, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to tell my pastor, how I was going to tell my mom and daddy, how I was going to tell everybody, I'm not going back. Don't want to study, don't want to do it, not going to do it. And Deacon Jackson, talking about my origin story, Deacon Jackson, that Deborah's daddy, Deborah Jackson, some of y'all know Deborah, Deborah Jackson's daddy, he was a gardener. And that man worked, make the ever-ready bunny look lazy. That man cut some lawns all over town. Sometimes he cut so many lawns, he would lay down his canvas thing on the side of the house, take him a nap, get up, and cut some more. And Deacon Jackson, and bless God, before he went to heaven, I got a chance to tell him. He came and he put a $100 bill in my hand. Now, I'm talking about 1976 when money was money. Crispy. I can feel it now. Crispy. And he said, I don't have a son. But I, if I had one, I'd want it to be just like you. And I'm going to give you this $100 bill because I want you to go to school. And he said, get your lesson, boy. I had to go. And that, all the education I had after that is because of Deacon Jackson in that $100 bill. And as you write your story, what you may think is insignificant or what you may know is huge, as you give that under the direction of the Holy Ghost. See, some of us are too proud to tell folk, I was a drunk from Drunkville. I, I put the... <laughs> I put the who in whoredom. Some of you are afraid to tell somebody when you may need to tell somebody what you've been through to get to where you are now and put down your pride and pick up your blessing and give to somebody that's something that costs you a lot but it's what they need in order to be what God wanted them to be and you gave it and from then on you are telling a new story about yourself and when your family goes to look back, they're going to say, you know, up to this point, all of us was drunks. And then he came along and he changed the trajectory of our family. Amen. And, and, and she came along and she said, here, no more. It stops right here. We're going to change it. And mama started working two or three jobs so that you could go to school. Mama started working two or three jobs so that all y'all could eat. I, I used to actually think my mama's favorite piece of chicken was the back. Because she would get the back of that chicken and she would pull that thing off of there and say, mmm, that's so good, mmm, that's so good, while she giving me the thigh and my sister's the breast, and my brother's the drumstick. And so she gave us the best part of the chicken so that we could have enough energy to go to school and go to work and be what we could be. And that sacrifice that you're making, that thing that you're giving, could totally rewrite the whole story of your family. The whole story of a church. Bless God, some of you, 
You see this sanctuary now, you don't remember when it was a parking lot. But somebody came and they gave and they gave and they gave and couldn't even explain why. They say, the Holy Ghost told me, do this now. And what you're giving to somebody is going to totally change their story and totally change your story because you gave spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. And it changed their whole book and changed your whole life story. And then finally, beyond. And this is called the law of the harvest. And I didn't write it. Galatians 6 and 7, it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever someone sows, that shall they reap. Now I want you to see something. If you are holding, everybody close your eyes. If you are holding a grape seed in your hand, are you holding a grape seed? Or are you holding a farm? You have a whole vineyard in your hand. Are you holding an orange seed? Or are you holding a farm in your hand? It depends on whether you eat it or whether you now, open your eyes. What is the best time to plant a tree? 25 years ago. Because if it was planted 25 years ago, now your whole family and the neighborhood and everybody within vicinity is eating off of that tree. What's the second best time to plant a seed? Today. Why? Because, mm, your child that may not even be conceived yet is going to be eaten off of that tree. Your grandchild is going to need some money for her wedding. Your neighbor, somebody else's child, is going to need to go to school, is going to need an education, and you may need to teach them how to study. Bless God, we have people in here that can teach you how to dribble with the left hand. That can teach you how to open up a book. That, that, that can teach you how to be a doctor or a lawyer or a preacher or a teacher. And you need to start putting that into them right now. Somebody's going to need to know, Monty, what a godly husband looks like. And you do that day by day by day by being that. By you planting that with what you're doing day after day. But best, best time 25 years ago, second best time today. Start planting today. And then, who are the richest people on earth? Some of us have been deceived into thinking that the richest people are those who have all the things. But some of the richest people, some of the people who have the most things, they are some of the poorest people at all. What, why would somebody who had tens of millions of dollars need medical grade anesthetic to take a nap?
Why? After they had had sex with all the girls and had sex with all the boys and had sex with superstars, why would they still not be satisfied? Not because they were so rich, but because they were so poor. Who is the richest? Those who have all the things or those who realize they have everything, including love, peace, joy, belonging, a purpose, a victory story, and a guaranteed reward from God. Who's really rich? Bless God. You are richer than a billionaire. Now, bless God, don't feel bad because you got a billion. Don't feel bad because you have a million. Don't feel bad because you have a hundred. But be sure that in all you're getting, you get Jesus. Be sure that you know you are eligible for adoption into the family of God and you can have that today and you can have something some billionaires don't have. Love, peace, joy. I belong to the family of God and, and, and I, he, God has been loving me so good I don't even realize I was adopted. I, I have a purpose. I am here to build the family of God and to make something better today by not being someone else, but by being the best me that God has given me a chance to be. I belong. I have a purpose and I have a victory. Some of you don't even realize you're a winner. How do I know you're a winner? Because you're here. I've told you before, let me tell you again. Don't you know if God wanted you dead, he could have sent a bug to get in your eye on 880? And you could have been hit by a meteor. Some of y'all could have been an astronaut and got crashed on the space shuttle. So since you're here, you are a winner, but God wants you to live out that victory in the earth. You overcame the molestation. You overcame the divorce. You overcame the broke days. You overcame the abuse. You are a winner and you are rich, rich, rich. Give some of that richness to somebody else. God says as you do that, not so the world will be impressed, but because God is your daddy. And that makes you a prince or a princess. You are royalty. And you need to live that out in the earth. It says, and again, I didn't write it, Philippians 4 and 19. Now, in two ways, when you get home, read that whole, that whole fourth chapter. As they gave, God gave them a promise. And he makes that same promise to you today as you give under the unction of the Holy Ghost to build the kingdom of God, not to get people's applause, but because God has shown you, you have what it takes to meet a need in the earth that will build the kingdom of God. God makes you a promise and you can take it to the bank of heaven and some of you have discovered to the bank of earth too. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. Now, let me tell you something I found out. <laughs> when Bill Gates writes a check, he is giving out of his riches. It really does not hurt him to write a $100,000 check. That'd be like a, a, a giving an extra quarter at McDonald's for Uncle Bill. 
But when he gives according to his riches, then you got to be talking about millions. Why? Because he's a millionaire. Now, God says, as you give, he shall, does it say he shall or he might? Shall supply how many? Of whose needs? You ought to sign up for that. All your needs, not out of, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, who gave you those adoption papers? Jesus Christ. We become heirs and joint heirs with Christ because of what he gave. And that door is open to you today as we learn how to give as we learn because we belong to the family of God and because we are building the kingdom of God by what we give brick by brick and because we are writing a different end to our personal book and to the books of our family and because it's way beyond you or me our God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, with every head bowed and every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we've discovered there's a bank book we didn't even realize we had. Because we're in the family business, kingdom building, we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Thank you, Lord God, that you can fill us up with love. You can fill us up with peace. You can fill us up with victory as we learn, Lord God. We're not giving to impress people, but we're giving because of who you are and who we are in you. We look forward, Lord God, to you fulfilling every promise. We look forward, Lord God, to that great day where we can read and not be ashamed of our adoption papers. Thank you, Lord God, that even now you're making some of us rich financially. Thank you, Lord God, that even now you're making some of us rich physically. You're restoring the years that the locusts have eaten. Thank you, Lord God, that you've given us clarity of mind to love our prodigal sons and our prodigal daughters, not because they went to the pig pen, but because they're still ours. And we'll give them everything we have because you gave us everything you have. Thank you, Lord God, that you're renewing and restoring and refreshing in us the ability to pray, the ability to get in your word and understand your blueprint for a better tomorrow. Thank you, Lord God, you're giving our families back to us, giving back wives, giving back husbands, giving back children and grandchildren. Above and beyond what we could ask or think, when we had thought it was all over, you gave us a little more grace, a little more mercy sent camels loaded down with everything we need thank you for giving to us teach us how to give to you so that you could multiply some tenfold some fiftyfold some one hundredfold not just out of but according to your riches in heaven and we celebrate your promise because we pray this prayer
In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.